0: Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening for those of you out there listening. I don't know where the hell you are, but this is Chris with Let's Talk About It. And if you guys don't remember from our following, uh, podcast, uh, we did last week, our good friend, my partner in crime, Patrick is not with us right now. He is off handling business in the dark corner of the world somewhere. I'm probably not allowed to talk about it, so I'm going to shut up, but stepping into this episode, I've asked my little brother to join. Um, He's very opinionated, uh, much like myself, um, so you guys will probably like the shit-talking and some of his opinions and views on things, but my little brother Brian, I call him Bub. You guys call him Brian. He's going to step in here, and he's going to fill in for Pat this week, and if you guys like him, we might bring him back again some other week, so why don't you say what's up?
1: What's up, guys? Uh, glad to be here. Uh, thanks for having me. i uh, going to be helping out Chris here today, cut through.
0: All right, guys, he usually doesn't sound that boring, but we'll see if we can liven him up a little bit. All right, guys, so um, getting into this, I know that none of you guys can open your social media feeds without uh, seeing topics on the potential World War III. Um, we all know that Iran pulled some shady shit. They decided to, to, you know, do something to our embassy. We clapped back, killed one of their generals. They clapped back with some bombs. I believe uh, they took out about 20 of our American people. I don't know if they were soldiers, journalists. um, I don't know what they were. But anyways, um, there's an imminent threat overseas that uh, I don't know if Trump's – from last I read, he was basically um, trying to uh, tone it all down and to where we don't have to go to war. Um, Everybody seems to think that Trump's just in it to go to war so that he can get reelected. What do you think about that?
1: I think it's obviously that – the hate for Trump is there, so everybody's kind of foreshadowing that they only want to hate on Trump. It's not about the world. There's a lot of memes uh, making fun of the situation, which is really inappropriate. But it, it's it's the real deal, you know. If uh, there's going, going to war, war won't be fun, right? Exactly, a world war is such a huge scale. People don't talk about it. It's other countries. It's not just America versus Iran. And you know, people's lives or our home life might be affected. And I, I just hope
0: that for the sake of you know, me and my family and my friends and everybody else across the nation that if there is a war, that it doesn't come to U.S. soil. We've been
1: lucky enough in all the wars that we fought outside of our civil wars or our country first starting, we haven't had any on our soil.
0: Which is great. I mean, we, you know, I think the memes come from everybody being so comfortable that America is the top dog. We are the alpha dog in the whole world, I think. I mean, if you're picking on America, that's a fight you you know you're probably not going to win. We just have too much firepower. Our military is the best. We have so much equipment. You know, we hold the key to pretty much everything. And we our allies are also the strongest allies. I'm not saying Iran is, you know, the little chihuahua compared to us being a Rottweiler. But at, at the end of the day, I don't think that, that, that we're the bully that they want to try to pick on.
1: No, of course not. But nowadays in the world, if it goes to everybody splitting up and picking a side with our advancements in world weaponry, there's going to be a huge... Huge, massive war then it's going to come to everybody's shore, and nobody wants that. Do you,
0: do you think that it would become nuclear at any point if if there was a, a, a world war three?
1: I, I God, I hope not. But at the everybody has them. So if somebody gets bullied or pushed far enough, then that's what's going to happen.
0: And I know that everybody out there like, oh my God, there's just a just a talk of nuclear war, or potential war in any way. I mean, guys, you know, I, I lay my my head down at night every day, you know, knowing that we live in the land of the free and the home of the brave. Uh, we get to do that because the brave men and women out there fighting for our rights and and making sure that we stay free and stay safe and stay you know I guess being able to live our daily lives. But guys, the systems that we have in place are the absolute best systems in the world. You know, the the, the defensive systems. If if there's a rocket shot in the air, chances are America knows about it. And I don't think that on along any of our coastlines they're going to sneak in and 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 toss a bomb our way. We have military defense systems that, it, to my knowledge, that would defend us and shoot that down before it even became an imminent threat. Right?
1: Of course, but at the same time, uh, depending on what side it's coming from or where it's coming from, and the amount of advancements it's come from, we didn't expect Pearl Harbor to happen either, and it still happened. So, I and mean,
0: that was a sneak attack by them, sneak, sneaky little Japanese guys. And I'm sorry if any of our listeners out there are Japanese. No disrespect to you. Whole other ball game back in the day. It was. People long before our time. so again, I don't blame you, I don't blame them, you know, like, whatever. Times were different back then, shit popped off, you know, we handle business, we ended up doing something that nobody ever thought that would be done, and, uh, you know, I hope it never comes to that again, right?
1: Oh, of course not. Nobody wants to be where we have to take that kind of
0: action. Yeah, shit. I mean, the shittiest thing is the innocent people that are in the path of anything that could happen, right? So, even if it's in Iran, you know what I mean? I would hate to... To be Mr. Trump who has to decide, hey, we're going to go ahead and we're going to drop some bombs and we're going to do it here. We're going to hit this. We're going to do that. We're going to do it. Man, to make, to be POTUS, to have to make those freaking gut wrenching calls. Dude, man, that would make my, my skin crawl to think that potential men, women, children, animals, whatever could potentially lose their life and, and, and so on and so forth by making that call, doing what you felt is right for the good of the country.
1: Well, the crazy part is the hate for Trump overshadows that. They think that he wants to do that. Nobody wants to make that decision. Nobody
0: wants to go to war. I don't care who you are unless you're crazy like freaking uh Mr. Hitler.
1: Oh, and, well, and that's the thing is those decisions are hard. He's not the only one making them. The left is trying to take that right away from him even though he killed a terrorist and everybody wants to defend a terrorist. Why Why is that even happening? I mean if we're going to get
0: into some politics and stuff, I mean obviously – um it gets a little wild and everybody's got their own topics. We got lim- liberals out there, leftists, democrats, you know, socialists, uh, republicans, whatever. I don't care what you are guys. And the cool thing about it is I just saw the awards back in Hollywood and Ricky Gervais. He basically, he laid it out and this guy is a liberal. He's a known liberal. He's even posted like, I am a liberal, but I am tired of Hollywood shit pushing their agendas and saying that this is what needs to be done, and he basically told Hollywood, sit down, shut the fuck up, do not use this platform to push your agendas or your politics, because you don't know dick about dick. And I thought, like, damn, dude, this guy is putting his whole career potentially on the line for telling the who's who and everybody in Hollywood to sit the sit the fuck down and keep their opinions to themselves because they don't matter. Because truthfully, he done told him, like, y'all don't know what the fuck you're talking about. They're like little mindless drones in Hollywood, and they do what they, when they say jump, they say how high. That's what, they they get paid to do that. You think they're going to jeopardize, but again, that does never stop them from giving their speeches, talking about this and that, and pushing their agendas, vote for Hillary Clinton, and this and that, yada, yada, yada. Guys, again, I think that what he did, like, it's insane. And him being a liberal, I think that's even braver. I mean, to tell everybody else in Hollywood to shut up,
1: right? I think it was awesome for the simple fact is he pointed out that they're not the same as us. They are not. They don't know what the real world's like. Their struggles aren't ours. When you have money on your side, you don't have the same struggles as everyday working hard, working marriage. Paycheck to paycheck people. And that's the issue there is he told them, your, your votes and your opinions are not the same as those individuals that are out there busting their ass working hard every fucking day. Why? You're being an entertainer, and then you're using your platform, for political reasons, there's no reason to do that. And I appreciated him standing up and saying that. For the simple fact is, I'm a hard working guy myself. I don't want to hear them and them sit there and put their political views on me.
0: He's a liar. He's a safety guy. He doesn't work very hard. Anyways, that's true. By the way, I mean, I agree. I, I'm with you on that one. I think that um, it needed to be said. I think it's something that needed to be said a long time ago. I think it should have been in writing a rule. Hey, guys, if you're going to come up here and give a little speech, shut the fuck up about this, that, and the other thing. Because nobody wants to hear their fucking agendas because clearly they make a lot more money than we do. They get paid differently. They have different thoughts on different things. And, you know, people with different, different pockets have different opinions because they don't, they've never had to live our type of life.
1: Well, I think that's the difference, too, is that's how we all feel from being the, the consumer. Nobody fucking wants to watch them for their political opinion. Sports analysts, uh, actors, musicians. I don't give a fuck about none of that. I care about all the shit that you provide entertainment-wise. Don't give me your political opinion or your liberalist view or whatever the case may be. That shit don't matter to me, so don't bring it up.
0: No, I, I agree. I think that it's something that, that needed to be said, and it's long overdue, and I'm glad it finally got aired out. And he laid it down to him, and I thought it was pretty damn courageous of him to do so. Again, like I said, putting his potential career on the line basically telling Hollywood, shut the fuck up. I thought that was pretty cool. But now that we're speaking about entertainment, um, you know, another thing that's possibly in your guys' feeds on social media is football playoffs, right? Um, everybody knows, I know my brother Brian, his team is in the playoffs. They actually surprised me and beat a team that I think that they probably still should have lost to. Um, but again, um, you know, it's football. Do you think it's rigged sometimes? Do you think it's I mean, what do you think, since it's entertainment and it's still kind of going off what we're talking about, I don't want to get too political talking about the war and what could be, what could not be. So we're going to keep jumping around topics because, guys, this is called Let's Talk About It, and it's pretty much talk about anything. Now we're going to talk about sports. Right now we're talking about football. Okay, here we go. Do you think that it's fair that we see these professional athletes going and talking and sitting out or holding out or whatever – because they want to make 5 more million dollars a year or or for a contract because they don't make enough money but at the end of the day you have veterans out there who are making, you know, $18 an hour that's including their hazard pay or what it, I don't know what it really is guys I'm just guessing I've heard things I don't know um you know their hazard pay isn't really hazard pay and guys like us, you know, I did 12 years in the oil fields, my brothers in the oil fields now, um go out every day and put our lives on the line, dangerous work in the oil fields to get the oil and gas to the American people, and it's truly dangerous. Everything that we do potentially could kill us or kill the people around us. And we don't get paid enough. And, you know, minimum wage is going up to $15 an hour, do you think that's going to change the way that the people that have actual labor-intensive jobs do work? Do you think they're going to go work at Walmart now? Or do you think they're going to keep putting their asses on the line for the same amount of pay as the guy that, that's working behind a counter at a gas station makes?
1: I think that's going to be the problem. Is people are going to understand that. Why why work a little bit harder when I don't have to when stuff's given to me? That's the problem currently going on in the society or in, in the economy. Thanks, you know, Obama. Yeah, is they want to continue to give. $15 an hour used to be something you strive for when you're working – now they're going to make it minimum wage. Minimum wage was meant for minimal responsibilities, minimal requirements, minimal do, skills. Do
0: you know what minimum wage was before it just jumped to 15? What was it, 8 850 or something? 875 or something? Yeah, like when I started so, it was
1: like 675. Well, I mean, that was back in the day, yeah. but now
0: I think it was like before it just raised, I believe it was like 875 or something, 925 no, or something.
1: No, it was it was 11 um 2 years ago and then oh, really? it jumped to 12 and now it's at 13. It's at 13 right now. Oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah. Okay, this so January.
0: so I mean, But are they going to raise the guys that are currently at $15 an hour that much? No, they're probably not. Just like, just like whenever that raises, you know, then they go and they raise the milk, their prices of gas, whatever. Like the inflation is not uniform across the board. So just because like minimum wage is 15 bucks an hour guys, don't, if you don't think that your groceries are going to go up or there's going to be another tax formed or they're going to raise this and that, it's going to be offsetting. You're not just going to get away with getting more money. That's not how America works. They're going to take as much of that as they can, right?
1: Well, that's the thing that pisses me off is people don't understand economics, and they sit there and think it's going to be a good thing, and it's actually a bad thing. Because people are going to lose their jobs. Robots are going to take over. Well, 100%. And not just that. Those individuals who've worked hard, went to school, and had those those advancements in their career aren't getting the raises that everybody else is getting. So that gap is shortening. So what's going to make somebody want to work harder? Where, where's the Where's the want to do that?
0: I, I, I agree. So, I mean, with that being said, obviously we know our views on that are are very similar. Similar, but like for example, NFL players, athletes, baseball players, soccer players, you know, football players, whatever. Um, do you think that they should stop bitching about what they get paid because they get paid? I mean, I would love, and I've got, I've got a lot of athlete friends of mine. I've done a lot of builds for a lot of guys. I'm friends with a lot of them. I go to a lot of games, and um, you know. None of my friends, thankfully, are, are these, these type of people that, that do the holdouts and they're trying to bust nuts for a couple more bucks on their paycheck. Um, you know, But do you think – what do you think would happen if these guys had to go out and do a normal 9-to-5 job, make the little bit of pay that the normal people make, and then not only do that but live on it and only live on it? Do you think that they would be more appreciative or do you think they'd still be little bitches and say, I need more money?
1: I think that they would be bitches, for one, because they do put their body on the line, but they felt some sort of entitlement once they get there that they think that. But how much
0: they, is too much? Like, I, I get they put their bodies on the line, but that's also why they make millions of dollars. But at the same time, the guys in the oil fields, man, I, I've worked in the oil fields for 12 years, and I've seen guys get cut in half. I've seen guys fall off rigs. I've seen guys lose fingers and hands. I've, a good friend of mine fell in a
1: hole and lost his life in the oil fields.
0: Where's the pay paying that?
1: No, and I, I don't disagree with you. I just think the problem is is they, they've they got to that point where that, that's money-driven. Once they reach there, the, the money takes over, and that's all they care about, and then that's what they want. I, I'm not disagreeing with you on that, but the problem is, is they're entitled. And I think it's a bitch move when you sign a contract, and then all of a sudden you want to back out of your contract once you've got all the money up front. I think if you sign a contract, complete your contract.
0: Well, kind of like the A. B. instance where he just became a fucking diva overnight. I don't know if that dude got hit in the head too many times. I don't know what his deal is, but that dude's done went bonkers. He's freaking crazy. I do you think he'll ever play? I mean, he it's crazy. He's the best
1: receiver in football currently, and he's unemployed. How he talked himself out of a job at at a certain point. Uh, Nobody wants like, to deal with your drama. Well, yeah, Bill Belichick straight up. Got tired of asking asking the questions. Tom Brady wanted him to be in New England. He made an impact week one. Bill Belichick got tired of hearing it, so he cut him. It, it, at a certain point, your your problems outweigh your 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 pluses. I mean, I positive. think that
0: I think that was a mistake for the Patriots because look, I mean, they, they would have won that
1: game with A.B. They,
0: that's what I'm saying. They would have won a lot with that with with another. Receiver. They had no element. That's all they had. They have no Gronk. They, their running backs are really not known. Um. I don't know why, but they don't even give Rex Burkhead enough touches, and he's by far, not even close, their best running back on that team.
1: You know what I mean? And they don't give him enough touches. Well, I disagree. I'm a James White guy just for the simple fact that – Fantasy fashion. football, blah, no, blah, blah. No, not fantasy football. The fact that is, he's clutch. Um, when he gets the ball in an open field – Rex, Burkhead, Rex Burkhead's
0: an excellent pass catching back.
1: Not to mention he gets four to six yards every time he touches the ball. Okay, well, so then he should have been their primary rusher. I, I agree but not Sony Michelle. That doesn't take away from James White. If anything, line up James White in the fucking slot. I don't know.
0: Again, we're not talking about fantasy football and what we think about who should be playing where. I'm just saying I think these football players get paid a lot of money. And granted, you know, when their career is long done and over with, they're going to have back problems. They're going to have head problems. They're going to have CTE. They're going to have broken knees. They're going to have hurting, aching bones and muscles and, and things that we don't have to deal with. But, again, I think pretty much anybody who's any blue collar person who's working at all is going to feel things. They're going to have pain too. It's not just guys that are playing contact sports, right? I think that any single blue collar person that works with their hands, that has a craft, a career, things like that. Those people, I feel like they don't get enough credit.
1: Uh, no, absolutely. They don't. But the issue is, is the industry they're in or whatever the case may be. The people up at the top make the most money. Now in the NFL, you get it to where the owners split the revenue with the players. So when the players are making or the owners are making billions of dollars, the players benefit from that. And that's where the money greed comes into play.
0: I don't know, man. It's just a big business. I, I, I don't know. At the end of the day, um, you know, that's just the way it is. So playoffs, football playoffs are here. Um, I don't know whose teams are out there that, that have made it. You guys have got listeners from all over the place. But uh, the Saints, pretty unfortunate. For the third year in a row, they got defeated on the last play of the game. Uh, those guys seem to always get the shit into the stick. I mean, uh, Drew Brees, arguably one of the best top three quarterbacks that I, I've known ever, um, is out of the playoffs. Tom Brady, GOAT, the GOAT. Nobody has more rings than Tom Brady. He's out of the playoffs. It's a bunch of no-namers. You know, you got Lamar Jackson, who had a stupendous year. You've got Ryan freaking Tannehill with the titans nobody at the beginning of the year would have said except for john breeland one of our friends who's a titan fan would have said that the titans were gonna do anything you know what i mean Tannehill, ryan freaking Tannehill took out tom brady guys that's how crazy this shit's getting who do you think is gonna to go to super bowl
1: um i'm not sure i hope it's the vikings i'm obviously a vikings fan um we just knocked out the saints but i think that's the changing of the guard i think the nfl as a whole He talked about a little bit rigging earlier. I think it would be hard to rig on a large scale. Um, It probably wouldn't happen. But what they can do is change the outcome. You know, the officiating, um, there's already a bunch of issues on that with NFL refs. And then, of course, you know, they favor certain teams every year. If you're a a big-name player like Lamar Jackson or Mahomes, you're going to get the calls more than uh, Kirk Cousins or Jimmy Garoppolo is going to get. It's plain and simple. Some guys get the call.
0: Well, you know, there's teams that gets the call, too, you know. There's, uh, you know, the Steelers, the Cowboys, the Patriots, the Green Bay Packers. Like, those are some of the handful of teams that I feel like it always goes their way. If Tom Brady throws his hands up, usually the refs are throwing a flag. If if Aaron Rodgers throws his hands up, usually the refs are throwing a flag. I mean, there's just teams that are consistently getting the calls that other teams don't. And I, I think that's a business. I think that's part of the business. You know, those teams have high revenues they got lots of jersey sales. They've got lots of gear being sold. Um, and those are the teams that I feel like the NFL, the corporation that is the NFL, they want those guys to uh, be in there longer because it's more
1: money in their pocketbook. Well, yeah, it's it's not it's not about football at a certain point to the upper elite that are making the decisions. It's about revenue. It's about a business and uh, what guys bring fans to the seats and, and put money in the pockets. And those guys that are – high volume high intensity um athletic guys that are the center of attention are the guys that do that and that's why they get the call
0: you know i agree i think that a lot of those guys always get those calls because they're out there i guess making that splash to where people either like them or don't like them you know they're either hated or loved but usually they're on the love love side uh they make a big play they make a big deal of it i feel like anytime some of those guys do anything, like just doing their job, even if it's the littlest little thing, they get so much recognition. Oh, my God, that guy is amazing. You can't stop And I'm like, man, there's so many other players that do greater
1: things. Well, I mean, I disagree with a lot of people because I'm not a Lamar fan. Um, everybody's hyping him up, hyping him up, and I just think it's one of those things where he'll be
0: figured out like every other running quarterback, Kaepernick, Vic, and all those other guys. Look at um, even, even uh, the Texans quarterback, Watson. They've figured him out over the last few years. He used to be running all over the place, too. Russell Wilson doesn't run as much anymore.
1: Well, Russell Wilson's got one of the best deep balls in the NFL. Uh, probably the most accurate, currently, uh, assessment to him would have been Cam Newton. Cam Newton was a beast when he came into the league. Nobody could stop him. And then injuries happen. He stopped running as much. Same thing. Lamar Jackson's going to end
0: up getting popped, and he's
1: going to stop running. At certain point. Somebody's
0: going to take him out.
1: He should be hit every
0: play. I mean, he should. I mean, but a smart quarterback will go down. They'll slide. They'll go out of bounds, whatever. But at the end of the day, again, guys, I think this business that is the NFL is much like our government and everything else. It could be corrupt. It could be whatever. At the end of the day, it's just pretty wild. Money rules. Money does rule. I th- I agree with that. Um, So, guys, um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with what we're doing, but I'm doing a thing called Tubby Eats uh, where we get a couple of our buddies. Uh, I've got a friend of mine that... that pretty heavy set. He swears he's 299. I swear he's over 300. Uh, my scales. He swears that he's only 299. He's a big boy. He's got bigger tits than most girls out there. I swear to you. They, they're literally a C cup. If you put a bra, he would fill it up. I promise you. Um, we just did another challenge last night and it was freaking awesome guys. It's probably to date The best challenge that we've done. We introduced an 11 year old kid to go against him head to head, on a hot gummy uh, bear challenge, it's the hottest gummy bear in the world, uh, nine million scoville units. If you guys are wanting a laugh, you guys need to check that out. It's on my YouTube at Truck Guru. Um, just shameless little plug in the middle of that for for uh, the Tub Eat segment. But guys, I promise you, it's hilarious, and you want to see this one. Um,
1: want to see the eleven year old talk shit to the fatty, oh, and he does.
0: I, I I was impressed by the level of shit talking that this little sweet innocent looking. Four and a half foot tall, 70 pound, 11 year old was doing to this, this grown ass, overweight man. Like it was insane. I don't, I don't know where he learned it, but hats off to his parents for teaching him all the fun stuff.
1: I'm going to watch it just for that factor. I want, I want to see him talking shit to him.
0: Yeah. And you don't like Tubby. So, That's you know, it goes that way. But anyways, um, I don't know, guys. What do you guys think about, um, the whole Tesla thing? Um, the new Cybertruck that was coming out. I know we've talked about in previous segments. Um, what do you guys think about how the EPA is cracking down on these diesel trucks and regulating all this stuff to where it's, it can't even be fun anymore. Everything race related is getting shut down. It's getting the standards are being raised for this and that and the other thing. But, you know, to to make these batteries in these smart cars is far more toxic and, you know, more pollution to make them, to dispose of them and everything else than what the gross pollutions are on a regular gasoline or diesel, diesel vehicle, right?
1: But yeah, but nobody talks about that factor. I'm all for it. I think, I think the, if the, you can make an electric vehicle that could do um, the same, if not better, than the gas vehicles, by all means do it. It's a, it's a great accomplishment. But at the same time, I, don't make my gas truck have more regulations and more rules that I'm not able to do the things that I want to do with it because you've got your panties in a, a bunch. There's enough rules and regulations. I just got a uh, tent ticket in town the other day because my front windows are too dark. I was driving with my family. No reason to pull me over. He pulled me over said he couldn't see inside my vehicle. Well, I'm not doing anything wrong. You don't need to see inside my vehicle. It's 110 degrees here during the summer. How, you don't have anything fucking better to do? I don't, yeah,
0: I don't understand, like, some of the laws that they choose to enforce. At, at some point, it's got to be a gimmick for collecting revenue, right?
1: How How many times in your – And your custom trucks that they know that are built for shows have you been trouble and gotten trouble for?
0: A lot of times, you know, and and I've been pulled over for them sometimes just to see it and take a picture with it. Like pretty much any customized truck builder has. But at the end of the day, there's a lot of, I mean, dude, window tenants it's not killing anybody. Uh, You know, light bars, unless you're driving with them on like a freaking idiot, they're not, they're not hurting anybody. Uh, Mud flaps, tires that are too, like lifts that are too tall. I mean, dude, when there's got to be something better that these guys can be doing than, than – I mean, there's speeders out there. There's there's guys that are, you know, breaking the laws in other ways.
1: But Driving drunk or – Yeah, there's a lot of
0: drunk drivers are under the influence, you know, drugs, alcohol, whatever, that they're, they choose to pull over a guy with window tint rather than policing the people that need
1: policing. Well, I agree with that, and that goes to, like, the response time. If you're tying somebody up, pulling somebody over with some bullshit that doesn't need to happen – You're not helping somebody that's actually in need, and that's what you're being paid for. You shouldn't be harassing the people that are are everyday people because you don't like something, or it's the law, a stupid law, by the way, especially in the state of California where um, we live in the desert. There there was no need for it, and that's what pissed me off is I have to take it off. I have to deal with that. I have to go to court Um, for the simple fact is he got his monthly quota, and it was at the very end of the month. That's all it was.
0: Yeah, I mean, either the beginning of the month or the end of the month when they're out hunting and doing what they need to do. I mean, truth be told, you know, it's kind of like one of those battles that you got to kind of pick and choose what outweighs the other thing. Because at the end of the day, you know, you have all these performance vehicles that are sometimes better for the environment. Because these guys are actually modifying their vehicles, right? Better intakes, exhaust, so, you know, better, better fuel. So they're not out there wasting as much gas or doing these things. Like, that's all harmful, and the pollutions that come with those vehicles are lessened because they're not making as many stops at the gas station or doing this or doing that. Like, one could argue that a modified vehicle is better for the economy than an OEM application vehicle, right? Well, they
1: have strict standards, too. So, I mean, some of those... uh, Especially in California. uh, Of course. But some of those are are, are performance mods are for faster, louder, better, which is fine, but... They, they're supposed to come off the stock line at a certain, a certain EPA regulations or environmental regulations. My concern is you're worried about this big 12 inch lifted truck that they paid a lot of money to do, but there's cars coming off the line that are a thousand plus horsepower, and yet they're street legal and everything else. But you don't see them dicking with those guys because those are high money, high dollar, you know, high elite on those versus the truck that they think some bratty ass little kid owns. That they're just going to fuck with.
0: I mean, I've been pulled over one time. Um, I was I was speeding. I was going, I, I think it, I was going 71 in a 55. I was on my way to the beach, and I got pulled over. And uh, I had a nice truck lifted, real real nice. I had a brand new quad in the back of it, and I was heading to the beach. Um, you know, and this cop pulled me over, and I was like, yeah, I know I was speeding. My bad. You know, like, I'll, I'll slow down. I, I understand I broke the law, you know. And he was like, is this your dad's truck? Oh, no, sir, it's not. You know, I work. I...
1: What are you doing off in the
0: middle of the week? Well, I happen to work seven on, seven off. You know, it's none of your business, but, you know, there's, there's your expense. Well, how do you afford the... – again, it's none of your business. You know, I feel sometimes cops are a little bit bitter. You know, and not all cops are out. There's some cops out there that they got better things to do than police, the things that I they feel are stupid infractions anyways. A lot of these cops, they also drive modified vehicles, and they also have a, a love for modified vehicles, right? So, at the end of the day, some of these cops out there, they're cool with it, but these other ones are just dicks. You know, I don't understand. Like I said, man, I've been pulled over before. I'm away to a photo shoot, and I built a vehicle for a client out of state and told him, hey, it's leaving on Friday, and he, bullshit. Why is it registered in a different state? Well, again, it's just here for show obligations and magazine fulfillment. I don't care. You need to register it. Here, California wants its fucking money. That's the dumbest thing I ever heard, man. I just done told you that it's leaving on Friday. I don't care. I don't trust you. The judge threw it out anyways because he thought it was
1: poppycock. Well, I think the, the problem with that is the power trip. Some of them have it, but that gives a bad name for all of them. A lot of them have to deal with the stupidity. You see that shit on Facebook or, or social media or YouTube where they pull people over and they got their phones out and they think, oh, it's a race card or it's fake them and blah, blah, blah. They have to deal with that shit day in and day out. So even when you're polite or you're nice and you get one that's being an asshole or he's got a power trip, it's probably for the simple fact is he's had to deal with a lot of shitty-ass people, and that's our own fault.
0: No, I get it. There are a lot of shitty-ass people out there, and you, you don't know what he just dealt with five minutes before he pulled you over. I don't, he could be having trouble at home and taking it out on you. He could have just had a bad experience with a an illegal immigrant or whatever. You know what I mean? And that's a whole other subject, you know, um, is, is, is that. I mean, California itself is, is different than most states, and we set a lot of trends and rules and regulations that – Uh, soon thereafter the other states have to follow we're kind of like i think california is kind of like the uh the trial and error for most most rules and regulations wouldn't you say
1: well i think california is one of those things that um the hippies get it in their head and and they think they're making something better and they put these laws out and if it works great if it pisses people off fine whatever they don't care but we're always leading the pack we're always five years in front of everybody so more than likely than not you guys hear us bitch and bitch and bitch more likely than not, it's going to be in your state in no time.
0: Yeah, it's, it's coming for you, so stay tuned, you know. Um, you know, I get asked a lot um, to talk, you know, because I'm in the automotive industry. Um, my brother's seen me doing it for the past, what, 12 years or so professionally. Um, you know, I get asked a lot to talk about um, sponsorships. I had a, a manufacturer partner a friend of mine DM me the other day when I asked about podcast themes. Um, he said, please, for the love of Christ, talk about sponsorships and uh for some of you out there it's not sponsor ships two different words guys please for the love of god quit doing that manufacturers look at that and they instantly throw you away in the no pile i mean that's just if you're gonna come come correct guys uh they've asked me to talk about it numerous times again if you guys want hop on my youtube i've got a couple videos on there um you know kind of giving the odds and ends of what to do what not to do again i'm not getting too descriptive because i'm not giving away the whole piggy bank guys it's taken me many, 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 many years, trials and tribulations to learn what I know. And uh, that that knowledge ain't free. You know what I mean?
1: Well, nothing's free. And everybody expects that. And that's the problem is I've seen you deal with it years and years and years. Everybody thinks that they're going to do all this stuff with no money. That doesn't happen. It costs money to do all this shit.
0: I mean, a sponsorship's not free. Because you guys, even if you get a sponsorship with, with a company, you're still going to shows and events. You're traveling. You're you're paying labor you're powder coating, you're painting, you're, you're installing, you're doing whatever. Your time. Your, t- your time is the most valuable thing of everything that you're giving. Um, so it's all money. So if you're not willing to do also things like losing those things, you're probably, it's probably not a good thing for you to start modifying vehicles.
1: Well, that, and you have to think about it from the sponsor, uh, the sponsor side. They sometimes have to deal with your shitty-ass attitude or the people that they've already given things to. That don't want to do their, they want to complete their. I mean, they, they
0: they overpromise and underdeliver, and I feel like a lot of these guys, you know, if you guys are seeking some form of sponsorship by a company, there's a lot of these companies out there that are getting tens or hundreds of requests a day, and it's a little overwhelming. You know, usually these guys that are doing social media are also the marketing guys, or they have another job within the company, and they're they're moonlighting and and helping out with the social media aspect of things. And it's just kind of one of those things where it's like, damn, guys, it's a full time job, but they're trying to handle it. They can't get to everybody. So, you know, I had a I had a prospective client just recently DM me, and he's asking me all these questions, this this that and the other thing. He's got a bill that's going to be a little bit more difficult because it requires a lot of custom stuff. And you know, I get the feeling that he's looking for it to kind of be done on the the cheaper side of things, if not the free side of things. And that's why he hit me up. And you know, not that I did it on purpose. Cause I do get a lot of DMS throughout the day, but he hit me up and he basically was like, you know, um, sending me all these photos. I want to do this, that, and that. I'm looking to get a frame. I'm looking to get a new motor and just some of this wild stuff. And like, I'm thinking to myself, like, is he looking to get this for free or is he really just trying to get a discount? You know? And I don't know what it was, but I lean towards he's probably trying to get it for free. That's why he's talking to me. Um, I hadn't got to him in like two days. I, I get a lot of DMS. I'm a busy dude. I have a lot of stuff on my plate. I do a lot of stuff and I get a DM the other day and it said, "Never mind. I see you're not interested. I'll just go talk to somebody else. And I'm like, uh, okay, bro. Like he got his panties in a wad, you know, because I wasn't jumping through those and you guys can't do that either. So please don't take out your shitty little attitudes on potential partners because it's only going to make you and everybody else look bad. Um, you know, there's a lot of people that do project management like I do. Um, they do stuff differently than I do. Um, not to say they're wrong, not to say they're right, just because they do it different. I just don't want, if they do something wrong, I don't want the bad cred going on my company's reputation, even though I have nothing to do with it. That's why I kind of sometimes don't like that other companies are doing it. But again, I can't stop anybody from, from doing their hustle. I mean, pow- power to them, right?
1: I mean. Yeah, I, and I agree with that. I- some of the things I just think I, I heard you talk about, it, uh, I wasn't sure if it was last year or the year before, where a guy actually had the, the sponsors and had everything and, and did all that stuff, and then when it came into fulfilling his side of the deal, he didn't want to do that, and he didn't feel like he should have to, and that stuff being on your side and the sponsor side that you have to deal with, where people think that it's not a two-way street, it's still a commitment.
0: There's so many things that I have to do that, that the, the people, my clients, don't ever have to deal with. Or know about that I'm taking care of. Sometimes I take bullets that I feel like I shouldn't have to take. But me being me, I got. I feel like sometimes I gotta be Superman and I gotta take on everything because I know I know that I can handle it. I don't know that Tom, Dick, and Harry can handle it. So I step in front of the train sometimes, even though I don't need to, but I do it anyways because that's who I am and I know that I have I can take on this stress load, this workload, this whatever because I know what I'm capable of. I don't know what everybody else is capable of. I learn it along the way, and then I build trust in people, and I can, I can count and lean on people. But, you know, I feel like a lot of times I got to take the bullet because that's just my personality. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I mean, just don't get into the industry if, one, you're going to be lazy. Or cheap. Or cheap. And you don't want to do what it takes. It's a commitment. It, it takes everybody from all parties doing their part. Don't do that. And that goes with every industry, I would imagine, right? Like, I mean, if you're not willing to put in the
0: freaking work then you're probably not going to have the results that you're, you're seeking.
1: Well, that's going back to what we talked about earlier with minimum wage. People want this stuff, but they don't want to work for it. That's not how it used to be back in the day. If you wanted something, you strive for better, and you got it by hard work and determination. That's out the fucking window now.
0: No, I, I agree. Everybody just wants shit for free and it's a fall on their lap. Like, you know, everybody expects everything that they do to be like the lottery. Like, man, I'm either going to hit a home run or I'm not. You know what I mean? But, I mean, if, if you're doing the work, You're going to get the results, and nothing good happens overnight. You know what I mean? Time is value. Time, Time is the most valuable of things. When people ask me, you know, what was the most expensive thing, it's my time. You know what I mean? And everything good takes time. And at the end of the day, hard work is the sole factor
1: of the result. Well, and if you don't know him personally, like Chuck Guru, you don't know the side of it that you don't see. You see the social media. You see that other stuff. You see the videos. But he's constantly working all the time. So, I take my i take I take phone calls at eleven o'clock at night all the time. Exactly. Like, so he's working twenty hours a day and sleeping four. You guys don't see that shit. You guys just think, oh, he gets this, he gets this. I don't know how many times, especially in our small little town, where people think that our parents gave it to him, or he got this, or he got that. Like he didn't fucking work. I've heard him. I was a drug
0: dealer before. Like just man, I'm I'm a hustler. I handle business. Like I. I'm a hard worker. I, I know how it work people. Exactly. Like you're going to work eight hours a day. I'm going to work 10. You're going to work 10. I'm going to work 12. I don't care. You, I don't care what it is. Manual labor, online stuff, phone calls, whatever. I always strive to do better. Not because I want to be better than somebody, but just because I want to be better than I was. And I want to be able to set the trend and influence the market rather than being a follower. I'm, I want to be a leader that, I want to be the one that people ask the question to because I know if I do it right, I can steer others to do things right. And if everybody's doing it right, it benefits everything.
1: Well, and that's the difference. Those who do and those who don't, like those who take the commitment and are the harder workers, they're the ones that benefit. They're the ones that are successful. And then all the other ones are the ones that are the complainers and they're the criers and they're complaining that so-and-so has it better or so-and-so. They don't see the time and effort that the other person put in. I don't know. I've been to SEMA. I have went with my brother. I've helped him out a dozen different times. And, you know, you still hear the little chatter here, chatter. And it's like, hey, fuckers, you don't understand, you know, where the week before he didn't sleep before SEMA, he, the crunch time or, you know, where he's dealing with the, the, the fire situation. I'm not where, only dealing
0: with my own personal builds, but I'm putting out fires for all my clients as well and making sure that they have everything on time correct. And ready to rock and roll. Plus, figuring out three steps ahead, photo shoots, events, details, show up times, and I'm still building my own stuff. Like, like you said, you know, people on the outside are like, oh yeah, you just took it somewhere, dropped it off, did this or that. There was, there's been years I've done, I've done three SEMA builds, and they have all got magazine covers, mind you, and I built them in my driveway. You know what I mean? And I didn't sleep. I remember there was a couple SEMAs ago, which was probably one of the last SEMAs I went crazy on building myself. I just don't have the time anymore because I take on so many projects now that I don't have all the time to do so many builds myself that I, I outsource some of them now. But the last time that I went crazy on builds, I mean, I remember I slept maybe seven hours in eight days. Yeah. You know, and then, and then drove to Vegas trailering trucks. You know what I mean? And you still have a family too that yeah. you have to pay attention yeah. I mean, to. At, at the end of the day, you know, I still have obligations. Everybody has obligations. It just matters. Are you going to work hard? Do you want them bad enough? Or do you want to just get everything given to you for free? The guys that have their hands out probably aren't going to get that hand filled before the guy that's going out there and getting shit done. That goes with school even. These people out there, I just had a discussion with a friend of mine basically saying, oh, I'm, I'm in school. I'm going to school. I'm getting a degree. I'm doing this. I'm, I'm, going, going, do I'm for going for marketing, going for business, going for this or that. But guess what? I did that on my own. Not to say that everybody has the ability to do that because they don't. Some people can can – can go out and teach themselves, and some people need to be taught. There's two different kinds of people. So it's not bad, but, you know, a lot of times, even in the oil fields, we had friends that we went to high school with, went out, spent 50, 60, $75,000 on their education, went out and got a bachelor's degree in a field like liberal arts where, where the fuck are you gonna get a job at? I mean, who the hell is gonna hire us? That's a useless, there are a lot of useless degrees. That's not the only one. I don't know if it's useless. I don't know. I'm just saying. A lot of my friends went out and got useless degrees. And then they go out and they work in the oil fields. And guess where they started, guys? At the fucking bottom.
1: And they're asking us for jobs.
0: Because we're their boss. Yes. Because we trained ourselves and moved up. Yeah. While they went out and got this degree, and it's just a fucking piece of paper, guys. Now I'm self-taught, self-educated, and I'm his boss's boss now.
1: Well, and I have a two-year college degree, which is not shit. It doesn't mean anything, but... In my whole career in the oil industry, I've never been asked about it. Not once. Nobody cares about it. They care about what you can do, how long you've done it, what your experience is. That shit means more than everything else.
0: Yeah, I, th- I think so, too. I, I mean, it kind of goes with, you know, being in the oil fields. How many times have we we've been to work, you two included, you know, and an engineer beyond on a job, and he just got out of school, man, and it looks great and fancy on that fucking piece of paper, and you're going to do a job, and you're like – Bro, this can't be done. Like, what are you smoking? You know what I mean? But he wants you to do it like that, and it's on paper, and it looks great on the paper. So, thought processes, man, this is going to be amazing. You go out to do the work, and you're like, bro, 120-degree miter, what are you smoking? You know, the rules are 11% to 90% on it, and they don't even want you to use, like, made miters anymore. They want you to use, you know, 45s or 90s or expansion loops or or bends. Or bends. You see, they don't really like you to field bin anymore, but most places, some places still allow it. Um, but again, they want you to use the rule book. But then you got these engineers that are like, "I need you to do this," and you're like, "Whoa, what the hell, man? I'm really in a hard place here."
1: Well, that's that's book smarts. They're not same as street smart. Exactly. Common sense isn't you, so common anymore. No,
0: common sense is not common, and I feel like you need to have the the work experience before you can even order anybody around. I feel like. Even an engineer, they should have to work as a helper. Even I don't care if you pay them as an engineer, but they need to understand the field before they can actually manage the field.
1: Well, in your industry, in your career, do you know the people that – can you tell right away who's going to be the difference makers and not the difference makers? Do you Can you relate to those people right away? I mean,
0: as far as my clients and stuff? You know, it, absolutely. I think because you can see the ones that are taking the extra steps or doing – you can tell the guys that read the contract and know the terms rather than the guys that are just getting in there to get the free shit and get the fuck out and cash out with a truck that they're going to either sell, make money on, or keep and brag about. The guys that are reading the contract, they're doing their tags. They're they're doing their hashtags. They're tagging the sponsors. They're getting the photo shoots. They're going to shows and events. Those are the keepers. And you could tell kind of right away which ones are going to be because they're immediately doing what they're supposed to do.
1: And that's not even just with your industry. That's with life. You could tell the people, the go-getters, the energetic people, the people. Even sometimes they're even quiet. They're behind the scenes, but they're constantly grinding. They're constantly working. I listen, not everybody's, I listen, everybody's a leader. You I listen to Clay but... Travis in the morning, and he constantly talks about, you know, he gets a lot of shit. He's a sports analyst. He's, a, he's on the radio early morning. But he talks about how much he works, and people don't believe that. But that's what he does, to grind it out to be better than everybody. And there's a lot of people that don't do that.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, I think that a lot of people out there don't understand that, um, you know, again, like I just said, you don't have to be a leader. I mean, not everybody's a leader. The characteristics of a leader, they, they vary depending on who you're asking, right? Um, followers, there's followers out there. But at the end of the day, the guys that are hardworking, they know how to take direction or give direction. Um, and the ones that are willing to put in the blood, sweat, and the tears and listen and learn – that's the biggest thing. A failure is not a failure if you learn something from it. If you repeat a failure, then you fail. Not once, but twice. And then so on and so forth. I mean, like I like tell all my clients, the only stupid question is the question that you don't ask, right? So it goes with life, guys. Be, if you want to be a better person, be a better person. If you want to learn, learn. If you want to ask, ask. You're never going to instantly just be the best at
1: something. Well, I think everybody learn. You should learn every day. You should strive to learn something new. You should never stop learning. And I think that's a problem where people think they get comfortable, they get complacent. Nobody knows everything. I I mean, I'm a professional in my industry, but I'm still constantly learning. I don't know everything, but I still want to learn. I still, you know, read up. I still do educational. um, Ask questions. Ask questions. Yeah. There's a lot of people that don't do that.
0: Yeah, because they're comfortable and complacent.
1: And, and those uh, are the difference.
0: And and those people are the ones that get hurt that are looking to sue, that are looking to cash out, that are looking to, you know, scam somebody or or, or do whatever. Or the
1: thirty year old hands that are upset with you because you're they're making them fifteen orders, bucks an
0: hour and forever.
1: And they're listening to a guy that's younger than half them. their age, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, trust
0: me, I've been there, done that. Um, you know, and that kind of leads into my next topic, which is you know, I read a quote a long time ago, and I don't remember exactly how it went, but it went something like this. We all want what other people have. We all admire qualities in somebody else or something that we want, but we we never stop to look in the mirror and realize that we want something uh, that everybody else wants. But at the same time, somebody wants what we want. We have, you know what I mean? Like, you know, I don't think you guys understand at all how fortunate we are to live in the United States of America for number one. For number two, if you woke up today and you're healthy, it doesn't matter if you have to go to a job you hate. But guess what? You have a job. You woke up, likely in a bed, and, you know, you've got family. You've got friends. You've got food you're putting in your mouth. You've got a little bit of money in your pocket. I mean, I don't think everybody takes, for you know, they take that for granted. You know what I mean, right? Like, I think that there's a lot of people that don't have their health. That, that die, that get cancer. You know, a friend of mine, guys, uh, one of my best friends, his name's Eddie. I'm going to have him on the next podcast just because now I want him to talk about this stuff, guys. He was just diagnosed with cancer. You didn't even know that until today, right? I
1: didn't know that until today.
0: Okay, so, I mean, you never freaking know, guys, what to take for granted, like how, how often we take everything for granted.
1: In little things like our health. I, I think every. Everybody is um guilty of that. I think the problem is is they say something like uh, if you have a job, you have food at dinner, and you have a roof over your head, you're richer than eighty percent of the world. Well, to be honest, if you make more than thirty-four thousand dollars, you're within the one percent of the
0: world's richest population.
1: And that's wild. That's saying
0: something because thirty four thousand dollars not that much money. Don't go very far. Not in today's society, it doesn't. So I mean, guys, if you're out there and all you care about is Oh, you know, she's pretty, I want Jennifer Lopez's butt and I want this and I want, you know, six, six pack rock hard abs like Zac Efron. You know what I mean? Like guys, when is it enough for you to just be you at the end of the day, you guys have to stop wanting what everybody else has and be comfortable and satisfied with what you have. And you satisfied might be the wrong term because you always strive for more to better yourself um, and to better the people around you because It's, it's who you hang around with. You know, I always tell all the younger kids that I hang around with, you're only as good as the people you surround yourself around. And when people are elevating their game, it makes you want to elevate your game. And you're going to be the, the one people look to around you. So same thing, guys, it's okay to want, to learn, to listen, to love, to whatever, to strive to, I guess, lust after some things. But at the end of the day, um, for all you people out there who are waking up every day, looking in the mirror, hating your job, hating yourself, thinking you're ugly Thinking you're this, thinking you're that, just remember that there's somebody out there for everybody. And at the end of the day, no matter what you think, there's somebody out there wishing and praying and hoping that they have what you have. Even if it's just as small as your health. You know, people are waking up every day finding out they got cancer. Kids are waking up every day and finding out that they have cancer. People are dying. People don't get to wake up. So if you're waking up and you're breathing and you're open, you're able to open your fucking eyes in the morning, don't take it for granted. Make the best of it.
1: Well, I think that goes to say, too, you control your own destiny. And If you want something, work for it. Strive for it. Better yourself. There's nothing wrong with bettering yourself at any age, um, for any reason. Um, it's
0: never too late to be better, never. ever, ever. So striving to learn, to grow, succeed, thrive, everything, that should never be a goal that you put down saying, I've had enough. I'm there
1: already, right? I agree. I, I think people don't take that in enough. I think. That we forget that, like you said, we get complacent, and that's something that maybe everybody can work on. Even myself, I'm guilty of it too. Everybody but, is, I think, me too. Yeah, we could always be better.
0: Every every day, I strive to be better than the than the man I saw in the mirror yesterday. Um, and if you're not learning lessons, you're failing, guys. I, I I tell you, I say that all the time. If you're not learning a lesson, um, you're failing. And if if you're failing, you're probably doing it because you, you failed to see the lesson in the failure. Well,
1: I mean, you can even start small. If you have, like, an addiction Goals, or guys. a bad habit. Don't get me started on addiction because I think that's bullshit. No, I, I agree. But I'm saying, like, even if you have a bad habit, you're a smoker. That's disgusting. Kick it. Just start small. Give yourself a goal and complete
0: it. The body does what the mind tells them. So if you're strong-minded, you can do whatever you want. If you're not strong-minded, chances are you're, you're not going to be able to, to quit smoking or whatever. But... If you say oh, I'm addicted I'm this and that you're a fucking liar because if you want something bad enough you could do it.
1: I, I don't I don't know where it got to that point. We all grew up, we all had that uh You make your own week. decisions. You all had that drug week. No, right. at no point did they say drugs are good. When you get peer pressure and say, I just wanted to try it and I got addicted. Well, why why the fuck would you try it if you learned all through school it's bad.
0: Especially if you know that you have addiction in your family or they call it addiction or it's, you know, it's hereditary history of it, um, or if you know that you have an addictive personality where, you know, you can't put things down or that's how you roll, um, why on earth would you try something knowing damn good and well that, you know, you're probably going to get hooked because that's how your personality is?
1: Well, I think that's bullshit to begin with because the simple fact is we have a buddy who grew up in a, a situation where he w- was raised around all that stuff, and he hated it. He will never do any of that shit in his life. Doesn't drink, doesn't smoke, doesn't do any of that stuff. Because he knows what it's like to grow up around that. And I think people use that as a crutch. Oh, that's what I was raised in. That's what I have to deal with. That's what I, that's what I know. That's bullshit. That, that's what you got put into your head by everybody else, and you bought into it. No, I agree.
0: Like I said, I mean that's, that's a topic for a whole other day um, where we can talk about addiction, people claiming it's a disease. I think it's just a failure, to be honest with you. I don't think addiction is a real thing. I think it's mind over matter, like the saying goes. And I think that the the body's going to follow what the mind tells it to do anytime. If you tell you're not sick, it's a placebo effect sometimes. I think that you know what you think is far more powerful than what is.
1: Well, I think that goes to weak mindedness from the beginning. If you were peer pressured into doing it, you're weak minded.
0: Yeah, I mean that. Like again, guys, I think the next episode I'm going to bring in my friend Eddie, and we're going to talk about some of these struggles. Um, being diagnosed with with a cancer Um, you know how he took the news how he's how he's handling it what he plans to do and kind of some advice for for the people who haven't gone through it or are going through it or you know potentially can go through it right Um, I think that I'm going to bring him on so maybe it touches somebody out there and hopefully some of the shenanigans that we spoke about today it helps somebody out there it may not may not touch you but somebody might need to hear it guys if, if you enjoy our podcast even a little bit, please share it with your friends and your family because I don't, I don't do it for me. I do it for everybody. I want to be able to help somebody. I don't know if it's one person. I don't know if it's a hundred of you. I don't know if it's a thousand of you and so on and so forth. If I help even one of you guys out or your friends or your family or somebody, I'm, I'm doing a good job.
1: Right. I think that goes to say too, like you just said, your body's a natural healer. Listen to it. If you've got to go to the doctor, you got to get something checked out. Don't fucking put it off. Uh, you know, I just heard about Eddie. Um, you know, uh, hats off to him. I, I hope uh, everything goes well. But the thing is, is he listened to his body. He got checked out. He did the right things. And that's how you everybody should be. And, then, and You and were it, talking about yeah, that. Yeah,
0: and it's not, it's not just, you know, the signs of your body, guys. It's just everything in your life. If, if The gut feeling, it's a real freaking thing. You know what I mean? You should trust your gut, guys. Same thing with the crowd of people you hang out with. If you feel like you probably shouldn't be doing something, chances are you probably shouldn't be doing it. And the consequences for stupidity are in and of itself. You know what I mean? Like, you know, you play stupid games, you win stupid prizes. And it's as easy as it goes. I've had friends that have died doing stupid things, and you just think to yourself, like, man, what was he thinking? Drinking and driving. Drinking and driving is one of them, guys. Don't do it. it And if you want, I understand if you want to kill yourself, I'm not saying that's fine. I'm not saying that's good. I'm not saying that's right because please get help. But at the end of the day, it's not you that you're putting at risk. It's other people out there on the roads. It's other family members that are going to potentially lose people. Um, It's your family that you're putting through that you're going to lose a brother, sister, aunt, uncle, mother, grandma, grandpa, dad, whatever it is, whatever you are to somebody. If you're thinking about being selfish enough to, to off yourself, you're being you're being stupid selfish. It's it's fucked up. Get help because the other people care about you, and they don't want to have to do it, and they're the ones. They're going to have to pick up the pieces, pay the bills, do pay off the debt, do whatever to, to make
1: it right. It, it bothers me because it still happens today, and there's not a single person in this world that isn't a victim or knows somebody that was a victim of this, and yet it still happens. So – what do we have to do for it not to happen?
0: I don't know. I, I think it's something that's it's just going to continuously plague us throughout history. It's good. it's never going to stop. But at the end of the day, guys, I mean, I don't care what situation you're going through. Like I said earlier, there's somebody out there that wants what you have. And, uh, man, I can't even tell you guys how much bullshit it is for a, a perfectly healthy person to, to opt themselves. When there are people out there who want nothing but to live healthy. and be healthy, and you're over here being a selfish prick and, and, and wanting to put your, an end to your life, when there's people out there that all they want to do is live.
1: Well, and if you're making that struggle, talk to people. Communicate that. You, everybody always thinks that. Like, nobody wants to listen. Nobody wants – well, did you try? Did you talk to people? Yeah. Like, if you keep it inside yourself, nobody knows. You, you don't know what you don't know.
0: So, I mean, the happiest people sometimes are the ones that are, are the most fucked up robin williams heath ledger you hear of all these celebrities who were comedians they made everybody else laugh it seemed on the outside that they were this beautiful candy coated shell and they were awesome and happy and next thing you know you hear about them offing themselves or taking too many pills and this and that they got riches they got they got money they got respect they got people loving them and they were not happy so check on your happy friends check on your strong friends if you guys are feeling a little under the uh, I don't know. It's not under the weather, but if you guys are feeling a little bit overwhelmed, overwhelmed, or or underwhelmed, or anything, talk to somebody. A friend, a family member, uh, even a stranger. Uh, you know, reach out to somebody. Somebody cares. Every nobody wants to see another human being die, and if you do, you're a fucking real piece of shit. You know, I don't even want to see my enemies die. That's fucked up, right? Yeah, absolutely. So, at the end of the day, guys, if If this is touching a cord, if this is touching a nerve, if if this is making your spider senses tingle at all, reach out to somebody. I don't care if it's me. DM me. I'll talk to you. Call me. I'll give you my number. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, you know, don't be that person, you know, that is putting other people through through the hardship. And remember that somebody out there wants what you have, whether it's your health, whether it's your looks, whether it's your beard, I I don't care what it is. Somebody out there wants what you have.
1: Don't be scared to ask for help. There's nothing wrong with that.
0: Nothing wrong. Nothing wrong with asking somebody for help, guys. And I'm I'm hundred percent confident that somebody out there is willing to give it to you. And chances are it's somebody real close. But if you you're never gonna know unless you ask, right?
1: Absolutely. And that's a great point to this this podcast is just letting people know like, hey, there's somebody here, even if you think that there's not, there is. Just ask for help. Do that. Take that upon yourself. Ask for help. Yeah, guys. So
0: you know, with that being said you know we've been going at this for about an hour now and uh, we really 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 enjoyed talking to you guys and if you guys enjoyed my brother joining me for this podcast let me know shoot me a DM um, we are always open to talk to you guys I really really enjoy it and you guys being able to send me your guys' opinions on what we should talk about I think that 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 helps us you know it, it definitely makes it easier on us to talk about topics that you guys want to hear about and we really really respect the fact that you guys, are willing to take time out of your days and your lives to listen to us. yap About random shit. Um, sometimes it's serious. Sometimes it's bullshit. Sometimes it's wild. Sometimes it's funny. It doesn't matter. Let's talk about it is a platform where we can just yak it up. And, uh,
1: I'm a fan of the podcast. I listen to it. That's, uh, that's why me and him talk about it all the time. Uh, when he asked me to come and help out, I was more than willing to, uh, I appreciate you guys having me on. Um, I love it and continue doing what you guys are doing. And, uh, you and Pat are uh, making this thing a, a good podcast and where we want to be.
0: Yeah, no, and you guys run iTunes, Spotify, Anchor app, several platforms now. Um, if you guys do listen for from a, a platform like iTunes, please, please, please shoot us a rating, uh, five-star rating, give us a review, uh, let us know what you think. Please don't be too hard on us, guys. Uh, we're just normal folks like you just wasting some time out of our day trying to uh, talk about things in life that I feel like sometimes they need to be discussed. So at the end of the day... I want to remind you guys, we're here for you. Um, Pat says hello. I talk to him all the time, guys. Uh, He misses you guys. Um, We're going to try to get him on here pretty soon. So until next time, uh, when we bring my friend Eddie on, um, we are going to sign off and say goodbye. But my brother has uh, done a great job stepping in this week. I'm sure we'll have him again. I have another brother who also wants to join the podcast. So maybe we'll get his point of views on a couple topics. But by all means, you guys, please, please send us in your topics um hopefully we choose uh something you guys want to hear every single week and uh again if we help even one of you uh we're doing what we need to do as human beings um and, and helping somebody so again guys i uh, want to take the time to say thank you and uh pretty much sign off here my brother say your goodbyes
1: yeah guys i appreciate it as well uh thanks for listening and uh you guys continue enjoying the podcast and uh helping us grow this thing and uh make it what it is
0: yeah guys let us know what you guys think shoot us a uh dm truck underscore guru on instagram uh or truck gurus on facebook uh feel free guys reach out let us know what you think let us know of any topics you guys want us to to discuss and uh we'll go from there guys so until next time this has been let's just talk about it and uh this is chris and my brother brian and uh we'll see you guys next time thank you guys very much